Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Charles Jamat, and I'm joined by... Andy Kay. How are we doing, gentlemen? So, my back uh-huh. really hurts, Okay, and I don't know why. It's like, as of, as of one hour ago, mm-hmm. I can't look up without being in extreme pain. That's, so, that seems bad. I don't know what I did. And I'm just sitting here for the last hour. I've been sitting here trying to think what would make me throw out like my neck back. Like it's not my back back. It's like my neck back. I I think we've, we've, we dialed into this last week, but I think we're coming back to your chair sucks. Andy. (laughs) (laughs) This has nothing to do with the chair. That $50 was worth it. No. Oh, (laughs) Hey, it was like a $200 chair. I just got it for, oh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm trying to do stretches, but I don't know what stretches you do for your neck back. What um, do you do? Late... <laughs> hold, on, late... hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, on. Let's, let's, let's demystify this part real quick. Neck sure. back. <laughs> what? what? I... Are you saying the back of your neck? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, the part. It's, like, my back right it's it's my back right below my neck it's not okay. like my neck it's so that is a specific muscle group let's go back. let's look at the term <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called it's like i'm so aware of it and yes, it really yes. hurts so, uh the trapezius <laughs> oh my god well how do i fix it and what did i do to break it uh, i don't well, know Break is a strong word. Yeah, if we if we want to really actually find useful things, we probably shouldn't search break. Uh, 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 but stretching well, it is good. Um, some things that are useful for that is actually, you know, when you look down, you put your chin to your chest. Of course. Now, you know, have you ever tried putting your hands behind your head when you do it and kind of pull down slightly to feel a stretch? Hmm, no. Let's try this. Yeah. That is a good stretch. Listeners at home and viewers of live, let's all... Ow! Ooh, I feel like I'm... Hmm. So, probably... What am I unlocking here? (laughs) Um, What I would recommend, based on my experience, completely um, not a doctor, (laughs) uh, is laying on the edge of your bed with so your shoulders and head hang off it and then also your arms hanging off it and kind of just let it stretch down towards the floor. So lay facing up in the bed Mm -hmm. and then just kind of lean backwards and let, and let your neck and arm stretch over your head down towards the floor. Okay. I haven't thought of any of these things prior to this. So I appreciate it. Hmm. Well, I won't try now because there's a cord on this microphone, but I will be trying afterwards. Thank you very much. What were you doing today? Was was anything special? Did you no, sit in a certain way? I worked. <laughs> That's it. That's all I did. Okay. This is what happens when you work out and sit at a desk. I've never had this type of pain. That's why it's on my mind. I've never had this type of pain. I wouldn't be able to watch a comet. I wouldn't be able to. to... <laughs> why is that where your mind goes immediately? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why else would you look up? 
you can't look at an eclipse, but you can look at a comet. You look at a plane flying in the sky. I don't think about that. I think about the yeah. comets. You know, in a in a in a, a nice romantic way, Andy and Ooh. I have gone stargazing. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and, and I and you know what? And stargazing is actually a very like uh, uh, judicious use of the term, just because uh, really it's more like when there are astrological events that go on and they show up on the news, we go. We should go see that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and we go, we look outside. Go, oh, yeah, that's oh. good. And then we go back inside after mm-hmm. like 10 minutes. Well, I do can't do, do that. Yeah. Well, is there any coming up? I don't think so, huh? I don't well, think then you're safe. Anything. Well, then that's... You're well, thank you better you get stretching. That way. Oh, I yeah. better. I'll lay off the side of my bed. Well, thank you for the coaching me through that because this is... I'm thinking about this a lot right now. I'm even like leaning towards my microphone and the, what is it called? The trapeze, the Tripoli, the the trapezius, the the trapezius. It's all messed up. Well, Andy, you know what you should be thinking about? Take my mind off of it. Take me away, James. Ethics and games journalism. (laughs) Oh God. Oh no, (laughs) no, no, no. (laughs) yeah it's back baby but this time it's not about abusing women (laughs) (laughs) and getting away with it it's about trouble in the middle east which we are gonna tiptoe around Mm -hmm. Uh, yes we are not gonna focus on the actual conflict itself yeah because we're cowards one (laughs) and b None of us are qualified to talk about it. Oh, Not at all. Have, I've I tried to no do more. I've tried to do more research on it. I just don't understand it. I so just don't not, get it. <laughs> but what we can have un, uh, uninformed and hot take opinions on is Ooh, games journalism. There we go. Let's so, pivot. Late, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing from an article from Fanbyte that kind of summarizes this whole thing but late last week ign put up a a charity page linking to a palestinian child uh charity uh more or less saying like you know help out their their children being displaced or injured doing the ongoing conflict right now uh and everyone went cool (laughs) for the most part um saturday things got a little weird (laughs) It disappeared from the website Mm -hmm. like a 404 arrow page just came up and that's just nothing else. Uh, And then no one at IGN kind of knew what happened. And then Sunday night, a tweet went up on the IGN's account trying to explain what happened and more or less saying to the effect of, well, you know, this uh, this one specific charity doesn't uh, coincide with our beliefs. And in fact, we, we want to save children everywhere. So we're donating $25,000 to save the children. Uh, and that's that. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> because what then happened was, uh, it was, I believe it was late Monday, I think. Yeah, it was late Monday, yesterday. Uh, IGN, a number of IGN writers, editors, and staff signed a letter yeah. um, basically saying that the uh, they did not write that second message 
they stand by their original message for the first charity and that this was an incredible overreach by Ziff Davis and J2 Global, who are the owners of IGN, to basically impede on the journalistic integrity of IGN by having uh, by changing the message or removing the message of something they, they disagreed with. Um, this comes up a lot in, you know, real news, right, where corporate entities that own news organizations um, like Jeff Bezos. I don't remember. I think he he is a majority shareholder, or at least a majority owner of the Washington Post. He does not interact with what the Washington Post reports on. Um, he does not have any opinion. He does not have any discussion about you know what they can or cannot say. So what we had here was a journalistic organization make a post about a charity, and then they had their corporate ownership disagree with that, remove it. And put out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here we are talking about ethics and games journalism again. <laughs> I'm glad there's a warning. Yeah. Um, and I want to call out, though, that that article they post, they posted it was an open letter. They posted on Medium that was yeah. signed by a lot of the staff. The staff yeah. attached their names. Yeah, to a I call out. I, I want to. Um, I'm I'm eyeballing it right now. Uh, I I want to say it's it's north of like thirty to forty people, mm-hmm. and it includes you know heavy hitters like Brian Altano. Um, uh, let's see, where are I only know uh, Max Scoville. Max Scoville, yeah, from Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucy O'Brien, uh, Zachary Ryan, Yusuf McCoy. Yeah, uh, Ryan McCaffrey. These are you know well known names in the industry. Can you scroll down, actually, for the uh, signed after post? Sure. I mean, you know... No, no, no. Go, go, go. Sign down. Yeah, I'm there. So, notably, the editor-in-chief did not sign this, which was Ooh, uh, which was really? the interesting part of the situation. Which I also, to be honest with you, editor-in-chief is pretty in a hard spot. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they are literally that bridge between corporate. the media group and the corporate. Yeah. So, I get it. But also, probably still should have signed. Uh, yeah, just and, because and, they they had already tweeted beforehand of their support of the original of the first message to begin with. So, but you know, still tough. I get it. I'm not going to yeah. completely. I I mean, you know, putting words in his mouth, right? That's what we're doing here. Um, <laughs> the editor in chief could not have agreed. He could have her, agreed uh, with her mouth. Oh, her. I'm sorry. <gasps> <gasps> That's. That's my male bias showing it. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually try to use gender neutral pronouns these days, and it mm-hmm. still kind of slips out every now and then. Yeah. The editor, the editor in chief. Let's let me put words into their mouth. <laughs> there we go. Um, they may they may have not agreed. They may have not. Ag- they may have disagreed with it originally, but also if they posted up the first time, you have to imagine they gave some sort of sign off about it. So, who knows? Uh, well. This letter just, also. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Andy. Oh, I only meant to say there. This letter like had demands in it. Um, I believe they wanted the post back. They wanted a meeting with by Friday with IGN and higher level staff. They wanted an explanation. Um, they wanted an apology. Like they they are calling out. I was actually very. I, I was very surprised. 
uh, reading through the final bit of it, that they want the people who hit it and lied to take responsibility, which is bizarre that people put their names on it. No, I take that back. It's not bizarre. It's great that people put their names on yeah. it, but I'm just not, I'm not used at least in the things I'm exposed to, to people, you know, make the, this, this strong, uh, re- demand for accountability. So we'll see it. Uh, this is this upcoming Friday that management has to respond. Mm. Well, um, they don't have to. Well, true. They don't have <laughs> to do anything and being a company, they probably won't, but, the they did it they put this out and a lot of people want it yeah i was also oh go ahead no 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 keep finish your thought it's still still ranting um but not so much a rant but a little bit i i guess that's sad that i thought it but genuinely when i heard the the oh god i'm so sorry ign i'm so sorry But like when I heard them getting upset or whatever and talking about journalistic integrity, I was just like, I was surprised that it was a big deal that a big company (laughs) (laughs) moved it down. Right. I, I thought we were all just kind of resigned to how the system, you know, works. Uh, And I think it's really great that they wrote this, that they called it out. And I feel bad that I... I took for granted or I didn't respect or acknowledge how seriously they took it and how important it, it was. And it improved my image. A lot of it. Um, I had an unfair opinion of IGN, but I was, I was really happy to see this and it genuinely made me sit back and rethink it. Um, so, so kudos to them. And I am sorry that <laughs> I thought less of it before. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the things that's interesting, right? IGN is by and far away the biggest games journalism site Mm -hmm. still right Mm -hmm. highest by traffic in um you know numbers of measure right compared to the next lowest one uh and it's you just gotta wonder why you know corporates like let's fuck this golden goose up right (laughs) they're doing their job i mean i think you know ign posted that thing and you know people free to disagree or agree with it as it were, but I don't think it really stirred anything with anyone. No, no. right. Everyone was just like, yeah, cause you know, they're uh, again, tiptoeing around the topic because we are not experts. A <laughs> lot of people last week were discussing um, the Israeli Palestinian conflict. And, and I, I think a lot of, you know, these charities were going out and everyone was like, okay, this is what Twitter's focusing on this week. And that's fine. Um, but then IGN's leadership said, what if we made the story about us instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, I don't, it was I, truly idiot. What goes through their heads? I do not know. I do not. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Charles, yeah. What, what do you think about ethics and games? journalism? <laughs> well, remember, my opinion of uh, games journalism is like they, they're very low. It's so low. It's so low. It's so low. In fact, if we were to keep digging a hole, it'd be lo- they'd still be lower. That's you know that's my opinion of games journalism. Now that well, being said, they, they are. I'm not oh, done. Sure. So, but that being said, <laughs> the uh, you know it is still important. You know that they you know that they push for their um, for what integrity that that they do have. They do have a trusted following of people and readers. And it's important that 
if it's not them saying something, if the, if it's not through their words that they make it clear to everybody else that it is not them. Because, yeah. agre- you know, because it's agreed, right? Like, you know, like we said, they still have some of the best traffic. They have a lot of, uh, you know, of, I'd say, clout, you know, a, a certain trust and pedigree uh, with their site, if only because they're also some of the oldest <laughs> still going. Quick, what, quick. Charles, what's IGN stand for? Uh, I don't remember anymore. I've always just Andy, called it IGN. Andy, what's IGN stand for? I don't know. International? Nope. Uh, I couldn't tell you. The Imagine Games Network. No. Yep. I remember <laughs> that because I remember going to IGN uh, trying to decide if I should buy an Xbox or a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> And it was called back then the Imagine Games Network. It it was like under under the fold. It was like oh. IGN Imagine Games Network. I think that was like the URL too. Man. Question mark. I have to. That's my memory starts to get foggy around there. But yeah, interesting. Well, I don't blame them for abbreviating. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and and you know, for me, uh, when I heard about the initial news of there's it being taken down and everything else, I was wondering what would be the staff's reaction to it? And I was really happy to see that they had written up the open letter and signed it mm-hmm. because um, one, um, there's not a, there's no good publicity at all for the parent companies and the owners that IJN signed this is again, no one is on the corporate company side uh, for this. Yeah. Um, they, they have at the very least that, and to be honest with you, with the way like the games journalism and everything works, they could like there's there's so many talented people they can find themselves on other sites if they were to lose their jobs over it. Oh yeah. Um, that being said, you know it's still a sucky situation that they would put themselves into. So you know it's still very brave of them to do it. Um, yeah. So I I respect them a lot for still pushing through and getting it uh, and making these demands because. This is important if you want to maintain your integrity. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's. I think IGN is still kind of seen as it, it. For a lot of people, it's like working there is you've made it right. That's the mm-hmm. the cream of the only other other step in kind of games journalism is to start your own thing, right? But you know, IGN. You know, now that Game Informer has basically died, yeah, um, they were probably. They were probably the other stalwart pillar, right? So IGN's basically all that's left. Um, mm-hmm. could, Did you know could, IGN I mean, still has a website? Yeah. yeah. It's just sad. Um, I, I mean, I know people like think of Kotaku as being up there, but Kotaku is pretty recent in the grand scheme of things. Uh, not comparative to like IGN. and <clears throat> IGN, I think, was like one of the first like pure gaming websites at least that survived that original swath of happening in the early 2000s i'm sure there were like hundreds but ign was the one that made it so yeah i i mean it's just what it's it's, it it really it really goes into our conversation last week too which is like the people who make these decisions are just so removed from any kind of normal reality that they're like yeah this seems fine (laughs) <laughs> no one's gonna care that we did this and it it yeah. doesn't it's it's such a leap of thought to or leap of logic to completely miss this reaction right to completely think this wouldn't happen i don't know 
Um, and these people the, get paid a lot of money. Yeah. The, well, the other interesting part, I maybe they mentioned it in this article. No, they, no, no, maybe not in this, not in the open letter. But the yeah. um, that there was a uh, what IGN Israel that that all that tweeted also oh, yeah. around the same time that were just like those views do not reflect us, which you know, which by the way is true technically, like. The IGN name is licensed out to other places, so they're separate mm-hmm. groups. So they, so the IGN Israel site had to make it clear, like, hey, we're not the same organization. So whichever. Yeah. Um, well, it's just so, like we 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 hope our IGN American staff will rescind <laughs> this the statement. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but to be honest with you, if that's what you're fucking worried about, maybe you shouldn't license in such a way that's like that. But it's a weird, you know, that's all weird and a different topic in, in general. But yeah. Get it. Yeah. I, I think, I think what it really comes down to is a, it's a sensitive topic, <laughs> obviously by the fact that we are just doing everything in our power not to talk about it and our opinions <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, but I think it's also, it's just, I, the ownership of IGN kept making mistakes. <laughs> mistake one was pulling it down without talking to anyone yeah. that's in on its own could have been forgivable <laughs> but right. then they put out a false statement yeah. <laughs> reported to be by the editorial staff which is like at that point you're just putting words in people's mouths so it's like they had a chance to pivot back they're like okay we don't want you up there you know and then went and talked to them been like listen, you can, we're telling you, you have to retract this and then, you know, you can have the fight on your own, but to have them retract it and then lie about <laughs> retracting it was just like, Ooh, not a good look. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they wrote that. I used to think IGN was kind of, you know, it was a little bit too mainstream, right? It's you very know, mainstream. They, kinda, they set the precedent of, you know, eight out of 10 is a bad score right (laughs) they it's or the hate out of 10 like ign to me was always like it 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 was which you didn't want to be right it maybe it wasn't real news and again this is all in my head i'm not i i feel bad for saying it now reading how they felt it was it was it was not okay of me um so i used to think pretty badly of ign but they really care and i was i was very happy to see that um i i remember so I went to the IGN um, Wikipedia page because me talking about going to it back in the early 2000s made me think about why did I go to IGN? Because I always remember not wanting to. And that's because there were five websites within Imagine Media, one of which was N64.com. Oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Then PSX Power, Saturn World, and then NextGeneration.com. And mm. ultra game players online, oh, yeah. but n64 on.com became ign64.com, and I do remember being upset about that for like half a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be bell. to be young again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's step away from this minefield of a conversation, <laughs> and let's talk about something that no one's upset about. Ooh. Women's using their sexuality on Twitch. <laughs> I 
God, if all the weeks for me to figure out that MLG air horn, this is the one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Andy, I mm. I, I, I want to do this more as a conversation with you. Mm. Mm. What if I say the words hot tub meta to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? He's aware of it. I oh. only know of this because I read about it about an hour ago <laughs> but before oh, sure sure <laughs> um but no i i had been kind of hearing the rumblings of hot tubs on twitch right um i did not know it was called the hot tub meta mm-hmm. uh, but essentially i just knew that women uh were able to if they were in a hot tub use or rather wear re- swimsuits i wanted to say revealing which i guess they are but um but they're allowed to use it but only in that circumstance they can't play a game while wearing their swimsuit but they can certainly sit in a pool and it's if you think about this way they can't wear revealing clothes and just play a game because then obviously why would you wear revealing clothes while exactly exactly. that makes no sense it's so but if you're in a hot tub well, of course you're going to be wearing a bikini. Come exactly. on, guys. What, am I going to get into a hot tub wearing a three-piece suit? No. <laughs> no. That's right. There's, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. So, so to Charles, do you want to throw something in before I give like the, the ground floor to this? <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah. So... Twitch and uh, female streamers have been kind of in a war of escalation since I want to say like 2018 at this point um, uh, where it's it's kind of been this thing of, you know, uh, I also like to clarify my my position on this, that sex work is real work. Um, Mm -hmm. Women Mm -hmm. should. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Women should not be ashamed uh, or shamed, I should say, for using or using. God, even that language is bad. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's just the amount women should not be shamed for uh, doing whatever the hell they want with their bodies yeah. because they decide what the hell they want to do with their exactly. bodies. Right. Yep. So clear statement one. <laughs> Twitch, however, is a company <laughs> which became owned by Amazon. Again, I think around 2018, 2019. Um, and part of that, what makes Twitch profitable is advertisers. Guess what advertise- advertisers don't want to be seen next to essentially softcore porn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh it's been this kind of battle of twitch making rules applying them i don't want to say unfairly but they apply them on oh, a case-by-case awfully is really it <laughs> a, let's say a case-by-case basis right where you yeah. have different people making different rulings in different situations which creates an appearance of having basically um, an unfair system. Uh, I'm not going to guess to whether or not. I mean, there's been a lot of claims that, you know, a lot of Twitch admins are fans of some of these streamer of certain streamers. So they give some leeway where they don't give others. Oh, really? I don't want to get. Yeah, I, I that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's never been that's never been verified or proved or anything like that. It's all hearsay. But <laughs> yeah, so but, you know, so there's been these kind of crackdowns where I think it was cosplay at first. Then it became body painting. 
and Twitch has kind of shut those down one after the other. And now it's sitting in a hot tub and playing games and not even always playing games at some point. No. You can just do just chatting. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be clear about it, we're not using Twitch to, for gaming purposes. We're used to get to record a podcast once a exactly. week. Exactly. Uh, we, in fact, don't stream enough to get affiliate status. I realized the other day looking at our dashboard. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to. I'm going to have to do some streaming in the off time. So our <laughs> monthly numbers go up so we could become an affiliate, um, which again. But again, it's all about money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> so tw- this hot tub meta has kind of come, you know, everyone's figured it out. Everyone's getting basically inflatable hot tubs or just kiddie pools off Amazon and using that to sit, using that to get around the rules and basically stream in a bikini or less, you know, and in hot tub uh, meta referring to breaking the system. Right. Basically, yeah. They found a way to, yeah, basically get away with wearing a bikini, um, because Twitch right now it was in it was in their terms of service that you could. So they said, "All right, we will. What are you gonna do?" Um, and we'll see. <laughs> well, they did actually. Yeah, I was say it just so just breaking news as of like four o'clock today, um, which is Amarath, Amar right, Amaranth, right, Ranth. Yeah. Yes, Amaranth. Yes, yeah. I mean she's basically, I want to say the most popular female streamer on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, well, she's the more the most infamous streamer on Twitch. Um, That's fair. The most uh, the most followed or most subscribed is still, uh, I think, Pokimane. Oh. oh, that's true. Pokemon. Yeah. But either way, Amaranth is a well-known name, especially for pushing these kinds of rules against the TOS and things like that. Uh, what they did announce today is that they will no longer. Uh, well, they will still run ads on her page, but she will not be allowed to make money off of them, which opens up a whole nother can of fun worms yeah. uh, about, you know, basically kind of taking advantage of her content but not letting her get get money off of it. Mm-hmm. Granted, ad revenue is probably the smallest share of money that she makes off Twitch between, th- you know, OnlyFans, t- donations, subs, other stuff like that. But it's still kind of shitty. I don't know. Yeah. I Well, the the I think even in her point, her, her thing was it's still not so bad for her, but it is shitty for any of any smaller streamer that is mm-hmm. also making use of the hot tub meta mm-hmm. right. meta. Uh, Cause they will likely not have as many different revenue streams as she does. Right. I don't know. It's, it's this I, Twitch is going to be in this fight for a long time. YouTube was in this fight for a long time. Um, if you remember the great demonetization wave of YouTube, mm-hmm where all the creators on YouTube suddenly got those demonetization strikes on all their content. Uh, that's basically how they drove a lot of people off YouTube because, you know, Coca-Cola was like, Hey, I don't want my content next to basically porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so or beheading videos. Yeah. Or beheading videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how YouTube handled it, which was a very strict kind of, all right, we're closing down the wild west it's it's if it even offends anyone, you're getting shut down is basically how Twitch kind of handled it well, um, YouTube. or Twitch. Twi- excuse me. Yeah. YouTube Twitch. However, like I said earlier, was kind of at least for now handling it on a case by case basis and deciding things as it goes. But I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to do that because it's going to keep pushing like P- 
people like Amaranth and other streamers, right? I frankly love the guys who are doing it too, because men are not allowed to stream without a shirt on. <laughs> but oh, they can really? do yeah, yeah. Male presenting nipples, Andy. Never forget oh, streaming, Tumblr. streaming. Sorry, yeah, but they can yeah. they can be in a hot tub. They can be in a hot tub without oh. a shirt on. It makes perfect sense. God, like what's the <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it, Twitch. Like what the heck? Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the bigger issues with this whole thing too is um, uh, there's there's really two side two pieces of anger here. One is um, there's there are there's a lot of frustration on Twitch, the company, because they do not regulate their rules very well. They also don't communicate very well, yeah, on anything, including yeah. what you know what Amaran says in his article, which is they didn't tell her what was going on about her de- being demonetized. She had to reach out and go, "Hey, what's going on?" And then somebody told her. So they didn't give they didn't give her any heads up on what to change or if there was a problem at all. They just kind of did it. So again, you know, a shitty thing for to do if you are Twitch. But yeah. the other problem uh, here is that because Twitch is has been so inconsistent with everything for so many years now, everyone else gets mad at these hot tub meta sh- uh, streamers because they're just like, you're taking advantage of the system. Yeah, it's like, well, that's... well, well, that's just what the system is like right now. Like, who's you know, again, I. Personally, if a, if a place allows you to do this, you're not. It's not a foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to you know competitive games or sports, if there's no rule saying you can't do this, or it's still you're kind of like balancing the rules, it's up to the enforcement of the rules to to, to keep it down before it gets too popular. Which is something Twitch is not doing. I um, think. Oh God. I and then and then finally the the more second point that I think is more sinister and important is that misogynists are also using this as a way to directly attack all of these women and in turn normal like women that are not using the hot tub meta at all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And it's like it's one of those things where it's a it's a real shame where like people are just using the hiding behind it to talk a lot of shit to the people and not being mad at the system that's allowing it to happen instead. Um, so it's just not good overall because of how much like, you know, it is the internet. It, it can be suffocating to be focused with so much hate, uh, you know, so it's, it's a shame because, you know, we're never going to solve the second one, uh, at least not in a timely manner. Uh, but we can do something about the first one (laughs) at least. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, the only argument and I, I'm glad you pointed out misogyny because, frankly, it's never a good time to be a woman on the Internet, which yeah. is a shitty thing to say, but doesn't make it any less true. Um, I mean, Alana Pierce uh, has has posted many has openly posted many of the things that she has received and dealt with for ha- for daring to have an opinion on a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I think the only argument against it that I, I will hear is that Twitch still has this problem with parasocial relationships and underage audiences. And it's not the streamer's responsibility to moderate that, but it is still a platform where it can exist. So 
it's that's not something I necessarily want to put on the streamers that they have to deal with it. But it is something that I think is worth discussing where it's like you have this website that can be used to expose growing minds to things they're not ready for. And that is not just including, you know, women showing off their bodies in scantily clad outfits. Right. It also can be, you know, white, uh, what is it? White supremacy, racism, mm -hmm. all sorts of other things. Right. You can, end up, you can screw up kids any number of ways using mm -hmm. Twitch, but so it's not, it's not, it's not um, unique to this problem, but I think it's also something where you have to say, well, if you have enough people doing it, you can't also turn a blind eye to it. I, because I, they're women, it's easier to attack. That's true. <laughs> yeah, That's the big problem here. It's like, oh, we're really vocal about this. All right. But the radical right we don't care about. Or yeah. Attack the yeah, women. Exactly. That's right. Who are they Andy, hurting? Andy, <laughs> let me be clear. Twitch is for gaming only, okay? Yeah. <laughs> gaming, gaming only. Yeah, yeah. We should get off this site with our sometimes gaming-related conversation. We're not having a gaming-related conversation. <laughs> We're talking about Twitch, which at the moment is not gaming. <laughs> yeah, it's... Can't even hold ourselves to our own standards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's fix that. Oh, Let's talk about a game. Tell me the cure. <laughs> Mass Effect Legendary Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out last week and reviews are really good. <laughs> I like, picked it up today by the way. Oh, did you? I made a special trip to Best Buy and bought the game. And now I will enjoy Mass Effect uh in 2021. Yeah. Uh which um I also got it on Friday and was playing it. Um you know, and I want to temper. I want to temper your expectations, Andy. This, this remake is about um, putting all the DLC in and then updating the graphics. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for Mass Effect One, Mass Effect One, uh, they updated the controls on the Mako, and then they uh, changed the guns, the shooting system, to be similar to Mass Effect Two and Three. They did not change. They did not rehaul absolutely everything. So you will find the uh, the legacy of early era RP, <laughs> early was that third gen? I guess you call it. Yeah, uh, RPGs in here. Uh, so I don't know uh, what that means. Be ready it's, for it's, it. Um, <laughs> you'll know. You'll you're... know when you play it. <laughs> Is it the reason that I don't like to play Western RPGs? Yes. Is it that? Oh come on, <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Did you play Kodor? I did not. Okay. Mass Effect always struck me as kind of being like the evolution of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Sure. Which It'll get better higher. once you get past one, because two and three made improvements to their systems, but yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I've heard a lot of positive things. Um, I, and a few article titles, to be fair, because I haven't uh, read any articles because I didn't want any spoilers, but a few titles calling out... You know, you know, there's still Mass Effect One and and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't remember Mass Effect One being that bad. Like, I remember the gunplay being particularly bad, and the fact that everyone's saying it's. I, I was surprised to hear you say that it's not a different game, Charles, because I do. Everyone I've at least listened to talk about it said the gunplay of Mass Effect One is vastly improved. Well, I mean, um, you could, 
yeah, I mean that's that that is one aspect of the game. But to be honest with you, what what um what what I identify as the game is more <laughs> of the like um the experience total. So like uh you know the feeling of being introduced in the opening and how they set everything up and you know the environments and everything else that's all still Mass Effect One, which I think is mm-hmm. very important because it lays the groundwork for two and three. Um, but I agree, the gameplay is a is a major component of the game, <laughs> the gunplay. So yes, they did improve that, and it is better for it. But you know, some of those other systems you'll notice are antiquated. You're getting a lot of like uh you're you're like garbly. I don't oh, know really? how to fix I don't know how I'm to fix like that. right next to my mic. No, Weird. it's it's like it's like network. I don't know how you can fix that without Zencaster just hating everything about life, but <laughs> just letting you know. So every sometimes you we miss a couple of your words, just letting you know. Um Weird. Yeah. But but I mean, like if you're looking at Twitch right now, like even the model differences are pretty crazy. Yeah, like they they did they redid the lighting engines. It, the game looks a lot prettier. It plays a lot nicer. I think it's 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 always nice to be like this is the definitive way to play Mass Effect One now, which is good, right? It's it sucks when they do these kinds of things that are like, yeah, but the original's still better because of this, mm-hmm. that, the other thing. This is like no, no, no. Every everything we liked is still here. Everything we didn't like, well, most things we didn't like have been improved. Well, I remember yep. when um, it came out, the first one, I remember thinking, I can't believe games can look this good. Yeah. And now it's just like, ooh, that's dated. Uh, which, again, how spoiled we've become. Um, but the biggest question is, should I play male shepherd or female shepherd? Um, I mean... Because I get the impression that female shepherd is like canon, whatever pe- that means. Well, pe- people really... Uh, like Jennifer Hale's performance. Yeah, Jennifer Hale's yeah. great. Yeah, she did a good job. I I always the thing with me is I play it twice usually. I always play uh, male Shep as Paragon and then Fem- Fem Shep as Renegade because I think it's a lot more funny to hear Jennifer Hale like yelling out these just terrible things to people. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I and I think the male performance on the Renegade isn't as good. Like it's it's lesser in most ways to Femship and Jennifer Hale, but the male performance I think is a little better in a Paragon than it is in a Renegade run. Okay. All right. Well, I've got some thinking to do. We'll see, but I'm glad to hear it's being received positively. It's a landmark game. This game means a lot to a lot of people. Well, Um, well, remember, I was going to say, remember, it's not just one, it's two and three as well. Exactly. Mm Exactly. And to to kind of see people's reactions talking about like the nostalgia and the emotion um, of booting up this game and seeing it again, for some reason, it's I don't know why it's hard for me to make that connection, because I think of that like with like PS1 games, but 360 games are that way for people. And why shouldn't they? But it's it's kind of weird to see something that is newer gen still be, you know, looked through rose tinted glasses, right? Speaking of 360 games, Lost mm. Odyssey is if you have uh, Xbox Gold, Lost Odyssey is on sale for 4.99 on the Xbox Store right now. Is Go buy it? it? Yep. Why don't they put that on PC? Yeah, uh, you would think, right? Uh, but 
Um, I mean, it's uh, you, you buy the 360 version, then it back compats into the Xbox series. Yeah. I, I do want to add one thing um, about these, uh, about the Mass Effect games. And, you know, um, we'll see how well two and three handle it. Um, because they didn't necessarily fully, they add too many additions to everything. Uh, one thing that definitely still needed it. And, uh, you know, I understand that they didn't change it. Um, could have added better options to character creation still. Uh, you know, I was like, I want to make my Asian character. And then I ended up making a tanned white guy. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I, I mean i will say that is a benefit of playing on pc um the mod community for mass effect series has always been pretty robust yeah uh but i know like mods are not <laughs> uh, uh, ex- unless you're a bethesda game <laughs> mods are not allowed to be the answer <laughs> to, to a <laughs> to a game um but no i i, I so, you know, I haven't heard anyone really say anything about two. More or less, it's kind of like two's a masterpiece, still is. Nothing ch- they didn't change it. It looks about the same. Um <laughs> uh what I've heard most interestingly is people coming back to three for the first time since it's came since it came out <laughs> and and then still going, Yeah, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's an incredible game sandwiched between two pretty okay games mm-hmm. is really I think the legacy of Mass Effect. Yeah. Should I bother playing three? Oh yeah, you still need to yeah. play three. Yeah, you got to get to that uh, color coded choice at the end of the game, Andy, to have All an right. opinion. Yeah. No, like, and here again, here's what I'm going to say about Mass Effect three. Uh, my enjoyment of the games is Mass Effect two, then three, then one. And three is great because of how well it ties everything back up, and then it, and then my dis, it's the point disappointment in the ending, which is a uh, famous that is the uh, real problem with three, mm. it, like because uh, like I think um, all those storylines getting connected and everything else uh, was pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't played three since it came out. Um, what I, from what I'm hearing, um, we may hear about more of this at E3 this year, but it it does sound like there's this summer is about to be a uh, a, a desert for new games being released other than Mario Golf. But uh, oh, yeah. uh, so I will probably come into Mass Effect to replay it maybe sometime in the July, August time frame. But um, yeah, I, I from people I listen to and trust. I've heard a lot of them say it's like, you know, the, the ending gets a lot of the lifting for why it's a bad game, but it's it's almost more than that. It's it, yeah. it's it's just kind of like the storylines are well connected to what you're saying, Charles, but like the gameplay and the set pieces, they feel very disjointed and it doesn't yeah. feel as narratively focused to say Mass Effect 2 was where, you know, you, you really feel like you're in this mission and you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for what you're doing. While Mass Effect 3 had a very almost unnecessary time crunch added to it from a story perspective that then it, 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 Cyberpunk had that too, right? Where there's like, there's a time crunch. Let me go do these hundred side quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and I and I, I understand that uh, feeling with the story. I think um, what saves uh, 3 and does add a lot more for me is the Mass Effect 3's DLC, I think, is still the best DLC out of all three games. Um, 
<laughs> That's and... because it was main storyline content put behind <laughs> DLC. Well, I'm I'm not even talking about like um, what's it? The uh, Protean. Uh, and uh, no, I'm not even talking about Protean. That that like honestly didn't need it. It's the other ones. Um, Pro, uh, I think it's called Overlords, and then and then um, Citadel. Hmm. That are that's like the best DLC. It is so good. Like that should have been in the main game because of how good it is. But uh, yeah, I don't care about the Protean thing. That was like that barely added anything to me. Oh, Andy, there. Uh, when you get to three. They locked an entire character behind DLC in the original one, pre-order DLC at that. Uh, and I I disagree with Charles on this. He's pretty integral to the story. <laughs> like I think you you had a worse experience if you didn't play with him in your party. Mm. He'll be in the game because it's Legendary Edition. But yeah, yeah, I'm um, curious. I'm a little bit worried playing it. Because I'm worried it's going to be one of those things where it's so important and so great to so many people that I I don't want to use the word overhype because it, I feel like it's disrespectful. But I'm worried I'm going into this with a lot of expectation and I don't want that to cloud right my experience of it. I, so I understand that. Well, we'll I, I think too, I think it may it may underperform your expectations and the way people talk about it, but I still think it's such an enjoyable ride. You'll still get a lot out of it. No matter if what. it's a great game, then I win. Right. Yeah. It's just, I have to make sure. Yeah. I probably won't think it's as good. Well, who knows? Who knows? I can't make any assumptions right now, mm-hmm. um, but it's really cool to hear how great two is for a lot of people. And plus we want to hear who you room. Plus we want to hear who you romance, Andy. That's the big Ooh. thing. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I kind of like don't like these games is all these branching stories and all these decision trees. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what if I choose the worser story? Right. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I don't want. And that's why I'd like I'd rather not play these games because I don't like being able to choose the worst story. Charles, I, I'm going to ruin I, I'm going to ruin a little bit of Mass Effect 2 for him right now because I want to see his reaction. <laughs> um, Andy, the last mission of Mass Effect 2 is called the suicide mission, okay. and it is entirely possible to make all the wrong choices. In <laughs> I think I've heard that hinted before. Yeah. And um, uh, honestly, I mean, I'm still playing it, but that's an enormous deterrent for me. Like, so I hate I, that games do that. I don't I don't get excited. Right for that type of control in my story. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest with you though, um, I, I do think you'll have to just detach yourself a little bit and think that, and think to yourself, this is your story. Yeah. If something happens, if you, if you romance somebody, right. Uh, and then other people disagree, you know, again, it doesn't matter. It's your story. Mm -hmm. And if people, uh, if you lose people in the suicide mission, Again, it's your story. Mm-hmm. The yep. the fun part about Mass Effect and when you talk to other people about it is how different your experience yeah. is to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Andy, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Charles, but I think the thing too, right, is if you choose like a character to fall in love with in one, and you manage to keep that character alive through two and one, because some characters can die in one. Spoiler. Um, you can then have this relationship with the same NPC through three games, mm-hmm. which is, I can't think of another game that really does that. Right. 
Yeah. And it, and, and it can be very people. rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, to see like that growth. Cause it's not, it's not a legend of core situation where it feels like people didn't grow between every season. Um, hot there's, take. Diff- yeah, there's differences. <laughs> Charles with the legend of core, a hot take. <laughs> it's a, it was a good series. It's just for some reason they still couldn't get it right after three seasons <laughs> of character growth. <laughs> and I'll stick to it, damn it. Just, you, just, you just don't like uh, same sex relationships. That's what it is. <gasps> they could have written that better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think uh, I was a little worried about Mass Effect Legendary Edition being just a cash in. And I mean, it kind of is still, but it's a good cash in, which is about the best I think we could have hoped from it. So, well, and it lets yeah. me play it. Right. Yeah. And it lets yeah. others play it, which is really the unfortunate necessity of these is that how do you keep it updated and relevant for people to play? Because at least within the Sony ecosystem, you can't. Yeah. Just stupid. But you get but to play ma- Lost Odyssey on your Xbox <laughs> X or whatever it is. A, I can buy a digital version of a 360 game and then play it on my Xbox. That Series is X. so stupid. <laughs> and Microsoft is only doing that because they're losing. <laughs> okay. I, good oh. competition. And, good competition. And, I'm mad. Do you, do you know what, when I was doing that? It reminded me too that I own the digital copy of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 on Xbox Digital. <laughs> so I downloaded that too. <laughs> yeah, I can't play my HD collection that I bought the special edition of so I could get that cool art book. It's yeah. like, oh, thanks for making an HD version. Still can't play it because it's on PS. Sony, you're stupid. But I can. Yeah, <laughs> and up. with fr- and with frame rate boost too. I think. I said, shut up. <laughs> it's not <laughs> fair. Mm. I'm getting mad. Uh, but it's a good thing we win by having this release. Hopefully, I also th- I also think this will be the first time that I'll pay for a Mass Effect game. <laughs> oh no okay you have to buy it then yeah I, I know that's what i was saying i should buy it just for the clear of that karma mm. i i don't remember i may have paid for two i sure as hell didn't pay for three <laughs> one, I, one i can't remember um yeah <laughs> listen i was i was a young not well off person in those hey, days. You now, got your poor kid pass. That's nowadays, funny. if I see a screenshot that entertains me, I'll buy that Because <laughs> you're so an I'm, adult. That's right. Disposable income. Right. When you're a kid, it happens. That's right. That's right, kids. Piracy is legal as long as you're under the age of 21. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. But once you get a job... Come on. Come on. And I get it. It might mean you can only buy a game once in a while, but you're buying that game. You're not entitled to everything. Okay. You're what's the frontal. Wait, when does the frontal lobe stop developing? Is that 25? 25, 26. Usually uh, still by 21. <laughs> you better. You have to take responsibility. You don't get the 25, 26 excuse. Listen, I had to make a decision between games and $30 anime DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) I made my decision. (laughs) Uh, You know, you got to get that starter box set and then you have to fill the rest of the box set. That's right. Uh, 
Uh, just a quick go back. Um, uh, in the terms of DLC, uh, Mass Effect 3 Citadel, uh, Leviathan, and Omega are the DLCs that you play, uh, which never are definitely pl- worth it. All them never great. played them. All, all of them incredible. Should have been. Should have just been part of the main game. That's it. Yeah, I didn't play them. I think I played Mass Effect 3 the first. Did those come out at release or a little while after release? Uh, I believe a little while after release. Yeah, I like, played it like for first week something like that so yeah. mm. it'll be it'll be interesting though that's something for me to look forward to with mass effect 3 um but this has been another episode of add to party a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show i've been your host james hartwell and encouraging piracy <laughs> <laughs> and i've been joined by <laughs> charles jamont and i've been joined by andy k and my neck back is feeling a little bit better. Go stretch on your bed. Thank you. I'm wondering. I am feeling a bit warm, though, because I have been drinking. I don't know if that helps muscles, but I might have found a different solution. I just want to put Andy K advocating for alcohol as the I cause don't... of and solution to all of your problems. <laughs> Good night. What else is new? Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night.